Hey guys, here's Natalia, the founder of Upskill Me, and here's another episode on communication skills in the world of business and tech. In this episode, I would like to speak about the art of public speaking and what I personally have learned from helping sales teams, executive teams, and technical teams to become better presenters in the business world. I primarily work with non-native speakers who need to present their ideas in English to native speakers of English at international conferences or to their foreign colleagues or to their global clients. I work with startups who need to present their technical innovations to investors. I work with sales teams who need to sell their global solutions and expand to different markets. And I work with executives who want a promotion And again, they need to pretty much present themselves and sell themselves at a, at a higher level. And the fact that these people need to present in their second language is an additional challenge. Uh, and I've been focusing on helping those people do this in the English language for quite a long time. And everybody who takes my courses, they all believe that their problem is the language. That problem is that In their second language, they cannot be as eloquent as in their first language. They tell me that they are brilliant presenters in their first language. They can present anything on the fly. They don't spend any time preparing their presentations. They can answer any questions and they're very confident with receiving spontaneous questions. However, as soon as they switch to a foreign language... Even if their level is quite decent, I would say most of them have uh, advanced English skills. But as soon as they switch to English, their confidence vanishes. And suddenly they feel lost. Suddenly they don't know what to say. Suddenly they um, find themselves struggling looking for words. Suddenly they don't know how to react to spontaneous questions or they're not sure that they even heard the question correctly. What I'm trying to say is that they're so focused on being correct in English that at the same time, they lose the focus of the entire presentation. But in fact, the problem lies not in the language. It lies deeper. And I would like to share with you in this episode what I have learned and what might help other native speakers as well as non-native speakers to present with more confidence, even if you have little experience in public speaking, or if you have a lot of experience presenting in your first language and now you're switching to presenting in a second language and you find it very challenging. My first finding is that public speaking has nothing to do with acting. Yes, you heard me right. And in the beginning, I couldn't understand why I myself felt so uncomfortable when I took those public speaking classes and courses where teachers would force me to act something out. And I was like, I don't need to act in my job. I need to be clear and I need to make sure that people understand me. But we are surrounded with information. I would say we're bombarded with information on what it means to be successful. And all the successful speakers that we see, they remind us great actors. Many public speaking schools will invite actors to teach people public speaking skills. 
because actors focus on voice techniques, they focus on beautiful body language, they focus on teaching people how to make the audience believe in whatever you're saying. Actors pretty much, they don't tell the audience what they believe. They act. And they can act anything. They can take any role, learn it, and make the audience believe that right now they live the life of their character. I would say in business, that's not very helpful. And if you learn to act, it's a limiting skill in business. It's not helpful. And here is why. When you act, you try to become someone else. And this feeling is very uncomfortable for many people, especially for technical teams who don't like to present. They like to code, they like to um, communicate in their technical language with their team members. They don't care about presentation skills. And when I work with technical teams, I always, I always see that people love what they do. But as soon as their bosses uh, or someone in the company starts noticing their progress and asks them to present their ideas and their findings at some international conference, even if it's a technical conference, people don't always enjoy going out there and speaking to other people, especially to many other people they don't know about what they have created. They don't enjoy that. And when technical teams are told that they need to pretend to be actors, that they need to learn to act in order to impress the audience, 99% of people feel very uncomfortable. Acting is very simple, is way more simple than business. When you act, you have a certain role and you, your job is to convince the audience that you are your role. Pretty much you need to pretend that you're someone else for a certain period of time. When people act, they lose connection with themselves because they're so focused on being someone else for this period of time where they have to act. And if we talk about presentations on stage, they're so different from presentations and communications we have in business every day. So imagine you have to be on stage for 20 minutes. You need to give an impressive talk. You need to come across as a confident, enthusiastic speaker who knows what he or she is talking about. Then you finish your talk that you probably have rehearsed 100 times and everybody claps, you receive a round of applause, and you leave, and you're done. And when I talk to these people, quote-unquote, successful speakers who give presentations in front of large audiences, really large audiences, when I, feel, when I talk to them about, their, about this experience, they always tell me one and the same thing. I gave a talk in front of a thousand people last night, but I feel so drained. I feel so empty. And every time I give a talk like this, I need three days to recover. And that always confused me so much because I never get tired of people. It doesn't matter if I present in front of three people, one person. You know, sometimes a presentation in front of one person can be really challenging and, and very important. Uh, or... If I present in front of a thousand people, it doesn't make any difference to me. And I could never understand why people feel drained, why people feel the need to replenish their energy 
and to recharge their batteries every time they give a talk. So it pretty much means they are tired of people. So they're doing this presentation for the people, but they don't like doing it because they feel used after that. And they feel like they gave all their energy away to people. And then they don't want to see any people in the next three days. That that was such a contradiction. And it still is such a contradiction to me. And I can't understand why people agree to function like this. And why people use the same methods that always lead to the same results. They tell everyone that they're successful. They pretend to be successful on stage. They give an inspiring talk, inspiring, quote unquote, inspiring, that might inspire other people, but will necessarily drain the speaker. And then they go and they don't want to talk to anyone in the next week. For some people, it's a day. For some people, it's three days. Some people ignore everyone for a week because they feel very tired. They feel exhausted after giving that talk. And the same happens in business presentations, when people try to act, when people try to um, do their business presentations as if it's a TED talk, as if it's a presentation on a stage that will last for 20 minutes, then everybody will give them a round of applause and they will be allowed to leave the stage. No, in business, it never happens like this. In business, you give a presentation and then people ask you questions. What? What do you mean? No, sorry. What was on that slide? What, how did you arrive at these estimations? Then there will be people who, for whom probably your language is not their first language or who, whose first language is English. And if you presented this talk in English, probably they something was confusing to them and they will ask you to clarify and you might feel a little stupid or you might feel a little guilty for not explaining correctly and then you will have to send a lot of emails to all those people who were present during your talk and then you will have to communicate to people about this presentation for the next six months until you implement the project and then you will have to do a series of video calls to present it to their bosses and their colleagues. It's a continuous communication. It like in business, the presentation never finishes after you're done talking. You're done talking and then you have to continue talking about the same thing until the job is done for as long as it takes. It's not like you finish and you're done and you can tell everyone, sorry, I need a week to recover because I'm tired of all of you. You need to continue interaction you need to continue communicating with all those people because it's a relationship if it's a relationship we don't act in our relationship right we don't apply any acting skills when we talk to people every day what is important in a relationship is that we we behave as ourselves and we learn about other people we let other people learn about ourselves and the communication is as sincere as possible because then it makes it easy for people to understand one another. If we act every single day, it's very tiring. And what I see every single time when people practice public speaking with me is that they want to apply this acting skills because they have seen so many successful presenters who have done that and they want to be more successful, more energetic and more confident than they really are. They want to become someone else for this 15 minutes of their presentation. They want to show everyone that they're suddenly and immediately better 
more confident, more persuasive. And after they're done, they feel so tired. When, because when you try to show everybody something that you're not, you need to control yourself all the time, right? You need to control yourself in order not to show what you really are and instead to show what you want them to see. And you can do it for 20 minutes. You can do it for the duration of your presentation. Some people are really good at it for, for 60 minutes or for three hours if their presentation is that long. But after you're done talking and after your presentation is over, you need time to let go because it was so hard to control yourself for 20 minutes so that nobody can notice that in reality, in real life, you're probably not that energetic. You're not that enthusiastic. You're not that confident. In fact, you're nervous as hell. And you're probably not that persuasive. And you're not that great as a speaker. But you cannot allow anyone to see that and because you've been controlling yourself for the entire presentation you have created so much tension inside yourself that when you're done talking you this this tension needs to go somewhere and it's very tiring to control what other people may think when they look at you however in fact we cannot control however how other people perceive us we it's just absolutely impossible but this is exactly the reason why people feel so stressed and they don't want to talk to other people for a while after they're done talking and it absolutely ruins the relationships in business when people are unable to continue the conversation with those people who might have seen their mistakes who might have seen that they're not as persuasive as they wanted to look this creates even more tension and further communication inside a team and what is more interesting is that this is what people think, but they're not sure. They rely on their own opinion of their of themselves, but not on real feedback and not on real facts. For example, they think about themselves that they're not great presenters. And they think that everybody noticed that mistake that they made during the presentation. And now they think that their reputation is at stake. And now they think that they're not going to be promoted. And now they think that everybody thinks that, that they're not as smart as they wanted to show. And this tension to me, is a clear indicator that there is no trust inside a team. Because what is trust? Trust is when I can make mistakes in front of another person and I'm not going to be ridiculed. Trust is when I understand that I can make mistakes and if I do make a mistake, a person in my team is going to let me know that it's a mistake. I will correct it and we'll move on together. I want to show you the opposite situation. If there is no trust inside the team, then whenever I make a mistake, everybody laughs at me. And when they point out my mistake, they show it to me in the most sarcastic way possible so that I feel guilty, so that I feel depressed, and I feel ashamed of this mistake. And, and this is why people are so sensitive when it comes to admitting their own mistake because they are afraid of judgment. They think that other people are judging them based on their mistakes. But trust especially in partnership, means I understand that I am human and I can make mistakes. And I am not surprised if my partner makes mistakes because he or she is also human. 
and that's okay. As long as you are open about that and as long as you admit that mistake instead of trying to hide it, we can cope with it together. I can help you correct it or my partner can help me correct it and we move on together. Now, we have corrected the mistake, we have identified a better way of doing it and we simply move on. The ultimate fear of public speaking. People want to find ways to cope with it. People want to find secret methods so that it goes away and never comes again. Pretty much the fear of public speaking stems from the fear of judgment. People are terrified of the idea that other people will be judging them. And which is more interesting, it's the fear of judgment and it's the fear of opinions. And not only of the opinions of other people, but also of their own opinions. People, all of us, I would say, all of us have a certain idea about ourselves. Every day we wake up, we go to the bathroom and we look at ourselves in the bathroom mirror and we always see the same thing. We, we see what we're used to seeing every day, right? So it's always the same bathroom, it's always the same light and we always look at ourselves from the same angle. When we take a selfie, we know what's the best angle to take the best selfie. We're used to seeing ourselves in a certain way and when other people suddenly take pictures of us when we're not ready, right? We look at those pictures and we tell them, look, I'm ugly in this picture, please delete it. Or when people take videos of us and then send those videos to us, we tell them, that's not me. Can you please delete that? I hate that picture. I look ugly. That's, I, I don't like myself in this video. Uh, it's very hard to admit for 90% of people that other people see them differently than what they think about themselves. And a lot of people try very hard to control what other people will see and what other people will receive and what other people will perceive. However, that's not possible because everybody sees a different thing and it's impossible to control it. Everybody has a lot of beautiful traits of character and at the same time, every single one of us has some ugly traits of character. And when we try to show the world only one side of our personality, it doesn't mean that everybody sees only this one side. Most people can see both, but we just refuse to admit that those people can see both. A lot of people are scared that other people will see what they don't want them to see. This fear of judgment, this fear of opinions, is a huge roadblock to successful presentations because it ruins people's opinion about themselves, especially when we speak about non-native speakers. You know, when people are used to um, giving regular talks in their first language, when they're used to positive feedback, when they're used to being a star, and then suddenly they switch to another language and they realize that they have to go at least two levels down and their speech becomes more primitive and they cannot articulate their ideas in the same eloquent way. Or when they find themselves looking for words to say something very simple, or when they see that it takes them two minutes to say something they can say in 10 seconds in their first language. When people notice that about themselves, they feel demotivated and they feel that their reputation is at stake at this moment. When all this happens, it ruins their opinion 
about themselves. And their opinion about themselves is that they're brilliant public speakers. And suddenly they're not. And that's a devastating feeling. So people are not only afraid of somebody's judgment. They are very afraid of ruining their own illusions about themselves. I was thinking for a long time where this is coming from. Why are people so afraid of judgment and of other people's opinions? And I think that the answer lies in the fact that we are surrounded by these artificial images of successful people, self-made people, successful. They're always wearing certain kinds of clothes. They make certain amount of money. They speak in a certain way. They appear at certain conferences. They live in certain places. And they probably did a TED talk. And when we look at them, we have this image of what it means to be a successful speaker. And we try to conform to those standards that we have identified for ourselves. The number one word that comes up when people tell me what they want to achieve with their presentations is impress. Everybody wants to impress their audience. And, and this is exactly the reason why people learn acting skills. Because they think this is how you impress. You, you take a power pose. yeah, Or you learn the trick to look more confident. Even if you're not. And again, when people want to impress, they want to show something that they're probably not. They want to become someone better someone more confident for the duration of their talk so that everybody leaves the room feeling very impressed about them. One thing that these people is missing is that presentations that are meant to impress usually feel very intimidating to those people who are listening. And I have seen it many, many times when people are afraid to come up to the speaker and ask questions after a conference because feel intimidated. When you're intimidated, you feel that you're not important. And that speaker is. That speaker who is so confident and, and so great and such a professional, that person is important and uh, their presentation was great. And you feel that you're not important because you can't present in that way. And especially because the speaker was not communicating with the audience at an equal level. When people try to impress, they usually position themselves higher than the audience. They want to demonstrate that they're better, that they have achieved something, that they have something to share. Well, they say they want to share something, but I would say the word share has a, has a very crooked meaning here. They want to share as if they know something, but those people don't. So they're sharing something they're very fortunate to know with someone or with those people who are, not, who are less fortunate to know it. So they are in a better position because they know, and now they're sharing with ignorant people who don't know. And when people feel intimidated, they feel exactly this, that they are treated as if they were ignorant. They are treated as if they're less successful. They're treated as if they're not important. Of course, nobody says these words out loud. And I see it every single day when I do what I do. 
that you don't need to say much. People feel everything. They might not know how to articulate what exactly they feel, but they feel it. When something goes wrong, we as humans, we feel it. When you enter a supermarket and there are, you see a lot of consultants who are ready to help you, everyone is wearing the same uniform, for whatever reason, you will intuitively choose a person that you want to address. You have no idea why, but you have chosen this person for yourself because you feel comfortable coming up to that person and asking a question. You don't feel comfortable coming up to, diff to other people, but this um, person. And, and when someone is presenting, if you're listening, logically... You might think to yourself, well, this person is ticking all the boxes, everything is great. But for some reason, you feel that you don't want to sign the contract or you don't want to work with that particular person. You cannot always explain to yourself why, but we as humans have this universal skill that doesn't need to be trained. It's always there. We feel it. This is why, you know, when I work with people, I always ask them that question. What do you want to achieve with your presentation? Do you want to impress or do you want to deliver information? Because in my understanding, public speaking is not about pretending someone you're not. It's not about trying to impress everyone as much as you can. Public speaking is about delivering information to every single person in, in its simplest form. It's about clarity. If you're a good public speaker, your speech is very clear. And if your speech is clear enough, it's understandable. If it's understandable, it's relatable. If people can relate to it and if people can understand it, they can repeat it. If people can repeat it, they can tell it to someone else. And if people can repeat it and they can tell it to someone else, that's my criteria that your speech was clear enough and it was simple enough. When you're trying to impress someone with your presentation, uh, it doesn't really mean that people understand what you're saying. Have you been in this situation when you're sitting in a classroom with a teacher and a teacher is explaining something complex and as long as you're in the classroom with that teacher, you think you understand everything they're saying and you feel like, oh yeah, I understand. But as soon as the teacher left the classroom and as soon as you came home after that lesson, you feel like, oh, what did I really learn today? You feel like you cannot explain to yourself even what you have learned today. You cannot put it in words, let alone you cannot explain it to someone else. This is a very simple criteria to understand if your speech is clear enough or not. Can people repeat what you have just said? How to start practicing the skill? See if you can repeat what other people say. For let's say you're listening to someone's presentation, ask clarifying questions. Do I understand correctly that you mean? And repeat exactly what the person said and see if you can repeat it. Because sometimes uh, the person is not being clear and that can be the problem. But sometimes it's our perception is not, is not good enough so that instead of listening and trying to understand, we immediately interpret what we heard or half of what we heard in our own way. So people, a lot of people, trust me, are not listening to other people. They hear what they want to hear or they hear what they expect to hear and they add their interpretation to what a person has just said. And um, this is where all miscommunication happens. But I would say if you're clear enough, that's 
already so impressive because a lot of speakers don't really care about being clear and about speaking the same language that the audience can understand. They only care about looking confident. They care about their image. They care about the performance. But again, when I ask a question, what do you want? Do you want to perform or do you want to build relationships? Do you want people to understand them and to be honest, I think this the culture of personal brand that is, is so alive today still, unfortunately, is also at fault here. People were taught to create their personal brand so that everybody can remember them, so that everybody can believe that they're successful. And people really believe in that. They have to look in a certain way. They have to speak in a certain way. They have to be presented on social media in a certain way. And what the problem with that is that people are very focused on themselves and on their image and on their performance. And very often they don't care about how this is being received by other people. To me, any presentation is a conversation. To most people and most public speaking schools, when they teach people how to be great presenters, they teach them to do a monologue. You need to make sure that it's a conversation. Even if people don't say anything, you need to feel that they understand you. And another good criteria to me is that when people feel comfortable coming up to you after your presentation and asking questions, they don't feel intimidated, but they feel that it's interesting to continue this conversation with you. If people want to ask questions, that means they want to learn more. It means they understood something. We don't know how much they understood and we can and for the speaker it's it's great. It's an amazing opportunity to learn how much people have actually understood, how clear what's the message. Because when people start giving feedback and when people start telling you what they have actually learned from your talk, I learn as a speaker if my message was received or not. And I can think anything I want about myself. In my head, I speak beautiful English. In my head, I'm a great presenter. But in reality, I never rely on my opinion about myself. I always collect facts. Because when, we, when I present, at least, I don't do it to impress myself, right? Or to to impress other people. I do it to build relationships. I do it to find people who speak the same language, who who share similar ideas, who understand the importance of the same concepts that I'm trying to communicate. And I can only find those people and I can continue the conversation with those people if I act like myself, if I don't try to be or to become someone else for the duration of my presentation. A great exercise to practice eliminating the fear of judgment and the fear of opinions is to learn to be comfortable with your own voice and with your own image. And this is actually the reason why I do podcasts and why I started doing videos. And every time I do my public speaking course, I see one and the same thing. When people see themselves on a video... When I record people and then I play back to them what they have just said, 
every single time. If it's the first time I did it, people will tell me, oh, that's not me. Oh, my voice sounds so horrible. Oh my God, I'm so fat. I look terrible in this video. Can you please delete it? Are you sure you're not going to publish it on Facebook or on YouTube? And of course, I, I never do that. I never publish that those files, but I do it for the people and usually we save those files on their phone so that they when they can so that when they come home they can watch them and they can listen to them you know um when they're alone with themselves and they can give feedback to themselves usually a person doesn't really need reminders on how to stand how to speak in a better way, what filler words they need to eliminate. Usually people don't need to be told that. Once they see a footage of their own presentation, they see it themselves. The bigger problem is that people don't watch videos of their own presentations. Every time I work with technical teams, they tell me, I hate that. I absolutely hate that. And they never find the courage or the time, as they tell me, to actually go and check the videos of their own presentations. They don't like listening to their voice. And this creates a big problem. When people are not comfortable with themselves, they don't really know themselves. They don't really know who they are. And they don't really know the power that they have. They don't really know their potential. And when they don't want to learn, it's a problem. When people, when we practice with people and when they become comfortable with their own voice, with their own image, you know, they arrive at the idea that, okay, this is, this is me, this is what my voice sounds like, and that's okay. This is what I look like, and that's okay. It, and then it's very hard to catch those people off guard when somebody wants to take a picture of them or when somebody takes a picture of them during their presentation without their permission, so to say, and to me, let's say today, it makes no difference. If I'm speaking in front of 100 people, there will be always people in the room who will be taking videos, who will be taking pictures of me. And I feel absolutely okay about that. And I don't care how I'm going to come out in those pictures because, you know, probably some pictures are going to be bad and some pictures are going to catch me not in the right moment where I don't look the prettiest, but that's okay. All right. All right? And because I feel very comfortable with myself and I know where I look great and where I don't look that great, but it's still me. Both images are me. That's me. Just different sides of me, and but it's still me. And it's very important to understand that because when people are not comfortable with who they are, they try to be someone else. And that is such a tiring game when you spend so much energy and so much time learning to be someone else for the 15 minutes of your talk but then you do it you complete the job the task you do your presentation trying to be someone better than yourself but then you feel so tired afterwards and this feeling inside that something is wrong intrinsically wrong that you don't like um doing it that way and that presentations are stressful this feeling remains and it doesn't go anywhere until you learn to accept who you really are how you sound what you look like how you move how your hands like to move all these body language techniques i really don't believe we need to teach people how to move their head how to move their hands you know how to walk or how to sit as long as people find this comfort with their own personalities, as soon as they become comfortable with themselves, usually their hands move naturally. 
and they move in a in a very pleasant i would say in a way that's very pleasant to the eye i don't want to i don't feel like i need to correct people here when they show me their true personality it's so fascinating and it's so interesting to watch it unfold that i don't dare to correct anything in their body movement because everything about them becomes unique interesting fascinating everything they say becomes more than just a collection of cliches and buzzwords oh we're gonna be we're gonna break even next year or we're gonna double our revenues no the way they talk about business is through their personality and when people show their personality because business is very very personal people do business and when people showcase their personality in business presentations, then I think this is where it's the most fascinating thing. And this is why I believe that every founder of every startup needs to learn to speak about their, about the product, about the business, because he or she is the one who created this idea. And no invited speaker or sales manager can ever do it better than the founder. Because usually it's not a product and it's not just a business. It's a person who was able to see something very, probably even trivial, or something very obvious in the very unusual way. And the success of, uh, of a business usually depends on, on the personality of the founder. Another great exercise to practice being more confident and more comfortable with yourself is before you even sit down to write your talk or to prepare your talk, write down one main main idea and ask yourself, what do you want people to remember after you're done talking? What is this one idea? Whenever I do this exercise with people, I find that it's very, very hard for people to put it in one sentence. And it has to be one sentence, ideally 10 words. Of course, you know, depending on the situation, this, the number of words can vary, but very often people sit down to write paragraphs or pages. And even if you read the entire page, it's still not always clear. So what is it about? So what is the main idea of your talk? If you have this one main idea, you can begin your presentation with it. You can insert it in the middle of your presentation. You can end your presentation with it. And you can play with it in so many ways. And you can repeat it because it's the most important idea. And you can make sure that people hear it and people remember it. If you cannot articulate the main idea of your presentation in one sentence, there is no speech. It's useless to prepare slides and to write the introduction and to write a 40-minute speech if you don't know what you want people to hear and what you want people to remember. The wording here is very important and this is one of the most difficult tasks when it comes to presenting. And the sentence has to be clear. Once you have done, once you have written the sentence, Get feedback from other people. Say the sentence to them and ask them to repeat. If they can easily repeat your sentence, that means they really understand what it is about. And then you can use it. If people cannot repeat your sentence, probably people don't understand what you're trying to say. And I want to say a few words about confidence as well. You cannot show confidence. You cannot um, make people believe that you're confident if you're not. 
And confidence comes from knowing your stuff. Confidence comes from knowing that you have done it so many times that it doesn't really matter if you have to do it one more time or two more times. You're confident because you know how to do it and you're, you're confident because you've done it so many times and you've done it successfully. Until you have reached that level of confidence where you know that can do it and you received enough feedback to prove to yourself that now you can do it. It doesn't mean that you have to stop improving the way you do it. You, there is always room for improvement. But, but you will feel that moment when you realize that you don't need to prepare as hard as you used to. You, can, you need to prepare less. And you know, and because you know your stuff, and because you know yourself, it's easier for you to share this with other people and to make sure you can check the understanding and you can check if other people actually understand what you're saying and don't understand it their own way. So what is the criteria of being confident? To me, confidence is when you need less time to prepare because you know what you're doing. And, and having this internal confidence means that you're not going to stop and forget what you wanted to say if some technical problem occurs. And believe me, technical problems occur all the time. You know, you might prepare a presentation and the beamer is just, you know, is not, is not going to work. Or, you know, somebody will forget to send you your slides or they will not have a USB adapter or whatever. Technical problems always happen. And what I see a lot is that people feel so frustrated and people suddenly stop and they don't know what to say. They don't know how to continue. A lot of external factors can shake people's confidence. And if that happens, that's not really confidence. It means your internal confidence is not strong enough. These external factors can be a technical issue. It can be a spontaneous question that you didn't expect. It can be somebody starts taking pictures of you and they use a flashlight. Somebody um, interrupts you with a question. Uh, somebody, somebody suddenly stands up and leaves the room. And you might start thinking, oh my God, is my talk not interesting? Why are these people leaving? And maybe they received a phone call from their mom or maybe they need to go to the bathroom just right now. You know, uh, you, you might think a lot of, and you will be thinking something that's not even real. Uh, or somebody will knock on the door and enter the room and this somebody is just not and not a person you're expected to see. A lot of things can happen. And we find ourselves lost in these situations because we lose control of the situation. And, and this is again about uh, control and how hard people try to control every minute of their presentation. It's It's a good thing, of course, but... When people, when people try too hard, it becomes so noticeable. When you have to control so much, usually this plays against you. Because when these external interruptions happen, you're lost. People don't know how to continue. People forget their words. People start panicking. People lose all the confidence that they have practiced so hard. And when you are very comfortable with yourself, when, you, when you're not trying to impress anyone by a flawless presentation, when your job is to understand people, when your job is to deliver information to people, when your job is to learn to speak uh, the language that the audience can understand, then these things don't really bother you that much. All right, a technical problem happened. We're going to either solve it or we're going to continue without the, sl without the slides. No problem. When you know what 
your purpose is and what your job is when you stand in front of those people. And if your job is to connect with these human beings instead of standing out, you know, a lot of presenters want to stand out. And to me, it means a lot of presenters, if you want to stand out, you want to be better. If you're better, it automatically means that everyone else is worse than you. So if you are in the room full of people who are worse than you, what's the point? I don't want to be surrounded by people who are all, by default, worse than myself. I want to be surrounded by people who are equal to me, who, who I can communicate with. I can talk to them about things that matter to me, and I know they will understand because we communicate as equals. Or I want to be surrounded by people who are better than me in many ways because I can learn from them and I can um, grow myself. But speakers who want to position themselves as better people, better humans, if they want to stand out, this is what they're doing is they they are intimidating those people who are in the audience. And those people will not probably feel it immediately, but you know, they will they will feel it. And some people will. And those people who can't feel it very well, they will not even be in that audience. Because that's not a very pleasant feeling. So if you're communicating as an equal with your audience, then people will feel comfortable as well. And people forgive you so many mistakes. People will be very patient with what you have to say. People will feel comfortable asking questions. And people will understand whatever you want to say a lot easier. So... Public speaking to me is not about trying to impress anyone. It's not about trying to stand out. It's not about playing. It's not about acting. It's not about trying to perform. It's not about trying to pretend you're someone that you're not. Public speaking to me is an opportunity to communicate your ideas in the simplest way possible. And to communicate your ideas in a very clear way to different people. All of them understand the world differently. And all of them perceive the same concepts very differently. And the job of a presenter is to make sure that everybody with different levels of perception, with different ideas about this world, can understand my concept. It's my job to speak different languages of the audience and very often at the same time, to speak different languages that different people can understand at the same time and because I only have 20 minutes for my presentation, let's say. And that is an interesting skill. When instead of setting myself apart and instead of showing to the audience that I'm better than them and that I stand out and I'm successful enough to be now speaking in front of them, I use the opportunity to connect with the audience, to let them experience those insights and those feelings when they reconnect with themselves, when they feel that, oh, there is a person who, un- who, who thinks the same way I do and we are the same. We can be connected instead of, oh, that person is so smart, I'm never going to get there. And that person is so successful and I'm not important at all. I hope I made myself clear. (laughs)
Public speaking is an interesting skill, and I think every business should focus on training their leaders to present in order to communicate and to present in order to understand rather than present in order to impress. Thank you very much for listening. If you have any questions, feel free to comment under this episode and I'll be happy to have a chat.